welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Maxine Strobeck. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, while we're standing, let's give Jesus some praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You set us free, Jesus. It's all you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Feel free to grab a seat. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's so great to have Hannah back on, on worship. Let's give her a round of applause. One of my favourite musicians. I love her. She's got a great album if you haven't downloaded it. Hannah Hunter, I love it. So thanks, Hannah. You can, you can go and have some water, have a seat. Go sit with your beautiful hubby. Glory to Jesus. It's good to be in the house of God this morning. God has freedom for each person in this room today. He has freedom for everybody. But we're here today and we're going to pay attention to the Word of God because it's the Word of God that sets us free. Amen. Amen. So uh, I actually felt to bring a word today about something that's going to help bring freedom in the body of Christ. Because God, when He died on the cross for us, didn't die just for us to have salvation when we leave this earth and we're dead and we, we get to go to heaven, which is phenomenal in itself. But Jesus died to give us a covenant, which means that we give Him all of our life. You can't cheat the first bit. So you've got to give Him everything that you are, but He gives you everything that He is. And that is victory and healing and, and overcoming whatever is in your path. The Bible says, be of great joy because you have overcome the world. You'll have great tribulation, but I will overcome. And so Jesus has died for this covenant for every person without decision of who gets more or less. It's the same for everybody. But I want to talk today about something I feel is tripping us up because I don't know about you, but I'm not walking in that perfect victory yet. I'm not walking where everything in my life is looking the way Jesus died for me to have. And so there's something that God showed me and I'm going to use, it's the festive season and so there's a lot of food going around, isn't there? So I'm going to use food. I'm going to talk about food and we're going to talk about it in a spiritual sense. So we've got a table of food here and it's all healthy food. So we've got a pumpkin, we've got some fruit and vegetables, some capsicum, got some tuna, um, I've got some beautiful honeycomb with the wax still in it, um, I've got some popcorn here, the kids are eating popcorn, does anyone want some of this because we can just hand it out, go for it, there you go, come grab it, <laughs> do you want to take that Johnny and see if anyone else wants any, okay now this food over here, our bodies, we've got someone at the back who wants food, <laughs> our bodies are built to thrive on whole foods, so our physical makeup is such that when we eat proteins and good fats and good carbs and vitamins and minerals, our body, if I can get the picture up here, our body is going to be the strongest that it can possibly be. And I've got a little picture here of a guy. Yep, we'll just pop that here. Can you guys all see that? All right, big thanks to John Culler for doing that for me. He's drawn some pictures. So our physical makeup is best when we eat Whole, healthy, good foods, okay? And if you're into food and I've got something up here that you're not meant to eat, just, it's a picture, okay? It's a metaphor. So if you're carb-free and you don't like corn chips, just work with me here, yeah? <laughs> so this is healthy, great food. So over here, I bet you can guess what I've got on this table. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is a lot of really fun food over here. This is stuff that tastes amazing. And um, I have to be honest, a lot of this food came from our house. <laughs> so even this morning, I found that uh, one of these I found in Jan's, uh, on Jan's floor of his car. So oh, can I use that? So 
But that's okay. Plenty of it came from me as well. So I'm not dobbing him in only. Um, but I just don't want anyone to feel bad because it's not about food today. It is about spiritual things. But this food here, naturally speaking, is actually responsible for an epidemic of diet-related diseases on our planet. Obesity has gone up 50% in the last 10 years in our nation. There's roughly 8,000 people a year die just from type 2 diabetes a year, which is diet-related, preventable stuff. Never mind heart disease and everything else that comes from this junky food over here. And so we've got a picture as well of that. I might get a way to bring this one up. And this is a bit extreme, okay? So this isn't going to be any of us, and I'm not trying to pick on anyone here, but it is kind of funny. So this is, this is our guy that eats a lot of junk food, okay? I might just ask for my bottle of water if I can. Getting a bit croaky up here. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, heaps. <clears throat> okay, so all this stuff is going to feed us or it's going to cause death. This literally brings death, this kind of junk. And so we're going to bring it into the spiritual now. And so all this food, I want us to think of this food as information. We are constantly feeding on information. And just like this food will go into our body and make up my skin cells and fat cells and all these other things, information goes in and makes up who I am. As a man thinketh, so is he. So thoughts that come into us, things that we're told, information we're taught, what we read, what we take in and consume will cause us to either end up eating well or eating junky stuff. And we're going to get these results. We're either going to be kicking goals in life and believing the truth or we're going to be over here failing and wondering why things aren't working well for us. You know, the Bible says, spiritually speaking, we are designed to thrive on truth. Think of all of this healthy food as truth. Every time we hear truth, we grow. If you're sick, you need truth. If you're failing in something, you need truth. If your marriage is in trouble, you need truth. If you're falling behind in something, we need the truth. Amen? So all this healthy food represents truth. The Bible says that John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We need truth in our life to walk in that covenant in all that Jesus has for us. We need truth in our life. What's the best source of our truth? The Word of God. Ephesians 1.13, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the Word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. John 14.6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. Jesus is the truth. The Spirit, John 16, 13. Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, up, is come, He will guide you into all truth. We need Jesus. We need the Word of God and we need God and His Spirit in us to be kicking goals for Jesus. <laughs> is that amen? Woohoo! Jonah's amening. This junky stuff here represents junky information. So this is all half-truths, half-lies. This is false teaching and false doctrine, false information, bad thoughts that are coming into our minds. And this junky information is going to cause us to get results where we're just not living in that victory we should be living in. We're going around the mountain and we're not moving in our calling and we're not progressing past issues in our life. And we're feeling sick all the time and lethargic and we're feeling broke all the time. And we're lonely and we're not getting any better in our relationships or breakthroughs in our emotions. 
We're stuck and it's because of junky information that doesn't feed us. There's no nutrition in this food. And you know, I wanna talk about why we even choose this food. Why do we choose this kind of information when we've got that kind of information with those kind of results available? And you know, I could talk about the packaging because some of this stuff, you know, it's pretty. My kids were wrapped when we went shopping for this. They were like, we're getting Cocoa Pops. <laughs> like maybe, but it's pretty packaging, bright colors. You know, some of this packaging, I love this one because it's green and it's got <laughs> fruit sticks, it says on it, you know? Looks Christian, looks like this stuff, doesn't it? It's trying to look like healthy food. Pictures of fruit on the front and it's green. But when you look at the content, it's nothing but white flour and sugar. Okay, so it could be that it's the packaging we're choosing, the convenience, the ease of how, how quick, how easy is it to just go get Maccas? It's just super easy. Some of the junky information out there is so accessible, so easy to get a hold of. But what I want to focus on today, and this is the heart of what I believe God wants to teach us, is that all of this food has one thing in common, which is flavour. So I want you to think about taste. Most of these choices are taste-driven choices. It tastes good. That's why we get it, right? It tastes good. Why do we get KFC? Honestly, it's not because it's got protein in it and some veggies on the side, which are my chips. I'm not thinking nutrition. I'm thinking flavour. You know, KFC chicken skin, it's like seasoned and, you know, some mouths watering right now. Like, you know, yeah, let's get KFC after church. All right, you can, because I'm not talking about food today. I'm talking about spiritual stuff, but it's flavour-driven. And what I want us to think about, when we make flavour-driven choices, we end up with junk food in us. I want you to think of our emotions as our taste buds. So when information comes to us, it actually has a flavour. Information comes to me, my emotions go, how does that feel? How does that feel? Do I feel good? Or do I feel a bit convicted? How do I feel when I hear that? And we're driven by feelings sometimes when it comes to our information choices. So we're thinking about how is this gonna feel or how does this feel? And making choices based on how does information feel when it hits me? So just picture that nice big mouth and it's got those taste buds in it and those are our feelings and they're tasting everything. And when we're making decisions based on that, we're gonna be driven to a lot of this stuff. Do you know these executives who create this food? By the way, he wants some chocolate. Yeah, and pass it around. When they create this food, we've got big hands out the back. Aren't you glad you came to church today, you got chocolate? They've studied stuff like the bliss point, which is the exact amount of sugar to put in to make it taste addictive. They've actually studied how to get you to come back. They don't care about your health. They just want this to taste good. Tim Tams, taste, right? What else do you get out of that? Flavor, nothing but taste. And there's a whole bunch of information out there that is driven by nothing but how it feels. It's driven by nothing but a temporary, like how long do I chew food for? It's only in my mouth for 30 to 60 seconds, isn't it? And so information that feels good for this temporary moment, but it's got junky results in it. There's nothing but, but there's nothing backing it up. You know, when I finish eating this, I could eat this right now 
and, I, and I'm done. No, I'm not. The flavour part is done. The tasting part is done. That food's not done. That food is going in. It's going down. It's going into my stomach, being dispersed into my body, being sent off into my blood, into my liver, into all parts of my body. That information, emotional driven information, feels good for a bit, but it goes into us. And remember, what we eat is going to determine where we end up. And that information goes in and it continues to affect us and to grow who we are and to get those results that we get. You know, I'll give you an example of spitting out food because it doesn't taste good. Who's got kids here? Are you relating to this big time or what? You know, you try and feed your kids certain foods and they're just, they, we've got to train our kids not to be that way. But we can spit out certain foods. Hebrews 12, 11 says, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So let's talk about correction. When correction comes to us from God and he's telling us, you're the problem. That's basically what it is. Something's going wrong and God says to me, Max, you're the problem. You need to apologize to your husband. You haven't been respecting him. So I get corrected, right? That's like coming over here and eating. Does anyone know what this stuff is? This is liquid iron, okay? I don't know if anyone here has ever had to take liquid iron, um, but, you know, there's a couple hands. If you're pregnant, especially, they recommend this stuff. It comes in these little sachets. My kids are like, can I taste it? Can I taste it? Because it looks fun. I tell them it's like licking a pole. Honestly, I don't know how I know what that tastes like, but it's got to taste like this because it, it tastes like it's literally metal and water. Okay, but this stuff is so good for me. This stuff is keeping my, there's the hemoglobin and energy levels and this stuff is amazing for me. And if I spit out everything that is, it tastes bitter, doesn't taste good. If I spit it out, I'm going to miss out on what I need in my body to be good. Now, if God corrects me or he brings correction to me and I spit it out because my emotional taste buds go, ugh, and I spit that, that information out, I'm going to miss out on all of these foods you know, we've got like, we've got cabbage and leaves here and, and, and green stuff, you know. Some of the best food, green vegetables, I'll tell you. Best food, no sugar in it. Not really, like red capsicum, you can kind of, it's a bit sweet. But it's, it's good information. And we've got to make sure we don't spit out stuff based on the emotional flavour of it. Ugh, I don't want to taste that. Because if we live in that zone, we're going to stay over here, aren't we? And we need to come over here and be whole food Christians. You know, there are some really healthy fit. This lovely lady at the front row, I saw her in worship. I'm like, she's fit. She eats well. Can you stand up for me, please? Why not? Okay, she looks pretty healthy and fit, okay? Let's give her a round of applause. Why not? We could all stand to be more like that. If we want to look like that in the spirit, you know, we've got to eat what we're given. God gives you veggies, eat veggies because they're really good for us. You know, I'm going to read a quote from Heidi Baker. She put this up after I began preparing this message, which was significant to me because it tells me that God is talking about this. Did anybody else read this on Facebook this week? Okay, so Heidi Baker has posted up one of her devotionals and it's titled Discipline. No one enjoys being disciplined. 
But when God disciplines us, he does it for our good. Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Many of us want the harvest of righteousness and we want all peace, but we are not always keen on the methods God uses to get us there. I've heard so much preaching lately that does not mention God's punishment, discipline or judgment. Everybody wants to speak about loving people, the blessings of being a Christian, joy, freedom, mercy, forgiveness and the goodness of God. We are afraid to make anyone feel uncomfortable. We speak like sports coaches shouting, you are the head and not the tail. You can do all things. Be the best at everything. You are an overcomer. That is all true, but it is only half the story. It is not all the Bible says. We are warned not to make light of the Lord's discipline because by it we understand more of his love. Hebrews 12, 5 to 6 says, And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. God wants us to understand who we are in relation to him. We are his beloved children. What sort of loving parents never correct their child? What sort of loving parents feed their, parent, their kids only this? It is precisely because he loves us and accepts us as his children that we are disciplined by him. Perhaps you're going through a time of correction from God right now. If you are, try to remember that it is a mark of his love and affection from you, for you. You know, God wants to speak everything to us, that's the truth, and it's not always going to feel good. You know, if we spit out what God gives us as good, well, it's good food, God gives us some tuna, some protein, and we spit it out as bad, the Bible says we're calling good evil. Isaiah 5.20, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. John 8.47 says, he that is of God hears God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because you're not of God. If we can't hear what God is saying to us in any area, even if doesn't feel good, doesn't taste good. If we can't, then we're not hearing God's words. And that's a dangerous place to be. We need to be able to hear what God says and not spit it out and say, no, that's harsh, that's legalistic, that's Old Testament, that's not God, that's not love. Just because we want those flavours over there. Do you know the goodness of God, all those beautiful sweet flavours are here as well. You can take this apple, it's amazing. God made this. It's actually got a very high sugar content, apples, but they're healthy. They've also got fiber and vitamins and minerals and nutrients. The goodness of God in its setting and in its context, the love, the grace and the mercy in context from the Bible with everything good that's in it will be good for us. When I come over here and I take all that sweet flavor and I say, you know what, why give people all the fiber and the chewing and the skin and all that sort of stuff? Let's just take the best part out of that. Let's just take the sweetness out of that and I'm going to create this and I'm going to make it look really healthy, okay? But do you know what? This nectar 
is actually packed with sugar and missing all the vital fibres and all the other stuff that you need from the whole fruit. You guys following me? Sorry if I'm shocking some of you that I'm holding up nectar, but it's actually just concentrated sugar, okay? A concentrated sweet taste. And it's the Bible taken out of context. It's half of the truth given to us without the other half of the truth. The Bible says the goodness and the severity of God. We need to have both of them. You know, Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Woohoo, that's the great part. And that is the word of God. But you know, if we take that out of context and we only say that, we end up with sugar. Because that's all the sweetness without the goodness in it. The rest of it says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Okay, so that's this stuff over here. A beautiful whole mango. This is the truth that's gonna set us free. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish. Praise God, not willing that any should perish. God wants no one to perish. That's true. That's absolutely true. It's only half the truth, isn't it? Because the rest of the scripture says, but that all should come to repentance. And so that is whole food. That's going to feed us. We need to repent. It's, it's necessary to turn from one. I can't get married to Jan and introduce him to all my boyfriends and say, hey, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to keep my old life and keep seeing these people and come over here and get married to you. Is that okay? I need to leave the old life. I can't do that. Jesus will put up with it for a really long time because he's patient and he's merciful, but it is not what it is, is to be in covenant and the bride of Christ. It's an exclusive covenant. So that's the whole truth that sets us free. If I don't hear that second part, maybe I'll try and drag my boyfriends into my relationship with, with my husband. And I'm gonna end up with junky information leading to junky results and not walking in the freedom that God has for me. You know, another thing we do besides just spitting out food that doesn't taste sweet is, you know, what it's like to get sugar cravings and we kind of get that like itch this a lot of this food is designed to be addictive so sugar is highly addictive if you didn't know that refined sugar they say is as addictive as like heroin cocaine if you ever try and get off sugar it's like back in the day I was a smoker and we'd be like oh I'm not addicted I can stop whenever I want I can just you know and I was like no you can't <laughs> no you can't you know try getting off who's tried to get off sugar before who's done it is it hard or what, right? I've had like full-on withdrawals. Chelsea and I were talking. It's like you can get like the shakes and stuff for just trying to get off sugar. It's really addictive stuff. And so we get these like, you know, mid-afternoon, you kind of got a bit of a, a sugar craving, a taste craving. That's like our emotional cravings. We suddenly get a craving. Well, I need to feel something. I need to feel something. I need to feel loved. I need to feel hope. My emotions are craving something that would be fully satisfied if I was just on this stuff, okay? I can live satisfied in those areas, but when I'm living off this stuff, it doesn't last long, it's shallow, there's no goodness behind it, so I keep needing more and more. And so we end up picking up these beautiful, glorious little devices that we have, and we just jump on YouTube and we just flick for something to make me feel good. So how many likes did I get? How many friend requests do I have? 
what's that YouTube sermon? What's that Grace one that I really love? And I just want to flick for a fix. I need a quote. Oh, there's a really pretty quote with a nice background of a mountain and it's telling me I can do all things, which is great. And there's nothing wrong with being encouraged by the Word of God. But when we're emotionally driven for our information choices, we're going to snack. And we're going to snack on junky information that is half of the truth and it will not set us free. It's emotionally driven information choices. And we're craving sweet stuff, craving salty stuff, craving stuff to make my emotions feel a certain way. And those sweet fixes, they don't satisfy we're always going to need more half an hour later, an hour later, constantly flicking, constantly just trying to feel good all the time. It doesn't actually quench our thirst. I'm thirsty. Pick up some water. Okay? If I'm thirsty and I say I'm going to have some Coke because it feels good, I'm not actually, Coke makes you thirsty, doesn't it? It actually just makes you want more. So it's not actually going to quench my thirst. Water is designed to flush toxins out of my body. That stuff adds toxins to my body. But for a momentary feeling, I feel like I'm drinking something. I feel like I'm taking something in emotionally. It doesn't build us. It has no nutritional value. And so these sweet cravings in our emotional realm can end, us dry, end up driving us to these quick fix sources of information. These quick fixes where we can just, just, that felt really good. And you know, God wants you to feel good. People who change their palate which is really important. People who change their palate and they don't eat any of that stuff, they'll tell you that this stuff looks disgusting and they're not interested in it. Their addiction to it has been broken and they look at it and see it for what it is. Okay, people who eat well and they eat this food don't complain about the flavour. That's the truth, right? Who eats well in this place? My hand's not up. (laughs) I could go like this as an example, but I can't. Okay, Would you complain about the flavour of these foods? You know, the Word of God feels amazing. He loves you unconditionally. He absolutely does. And then he says, come and follow me. So we need to come and follow him. God says, I have all laid out for you, my whole life in covenant. Come and give your life to me. That's the whole truth, right? Jesus says, you are forgiven of any sin you've committed. Come and repent. The Word of God is amazing. These flavours are incredible. My kids, God bless Mitchie, he literally just eats carrots. Like doesn't peel them, does, he just eat, goes to the fridge and gets a carrot and eats it. I'm like, way to go, Mitchie. He'll eat frozen vegetables, like frozen vegetables. He eats them. If I'm getting them ready, he's like, can I have mine frozen? And he just eats a bowl of frozen vegetables. You know, it doesn't have to feel bad. The truth of God's word not only sets us free, but this is one of the keys to moving forward is changing our palate. When we're so used to all this junky information and we're used to the half-truths and hyper-grace and things that will tickle my ears, when I'm used to all that, this stuff is really unappealing. When we can break that cycle and stop flicking for that stuff and spitting out the the correction and, and, you know, last week we heard about the fear of God. How good was that? Man, that was like that cabbage over there. That's like green, leafy kale and spinach and it was good. That stuff will build us up, you know, and we're going to end up stronger and stronger for it. And we just need to change our palate over and get off of this food and get onto that sort of food. Do you know, I want to just bring this as well. And it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a warning in a way. Romans 16, 17 and 18. 
says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offences, contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. I'm actually going to talk about a little bit, just for a minute, about some of the intentionality behind some of this junky information. There's actually quite an intentional movement to feed junky, feel-good information only because it's popular. You know, as a parent, how tempting it is, honestly, to just give your kids Cocoa Pops for breakfast? Kids would love me. So easy to give them Maccas. I mean, how hard is it to convince your kids to eat Maccas? They love you. They're like, yeah, you know. I love Pop to Bits, but I'll guess this is kind of a bad example. But handing out the candy, love it. Love what he's doing. Love his heart for kids. But the kids flock to him because he's giving them candy. Now, he doesn't do that spiritually, okay? And remember I said this isn't about food. It's about spiritual stuff. Um, But the Bible tells us to be careful because if we're in this palette, this emotional palette, it's an easy way to lead towards deception. Being led by emotional stuff, he says, beware. Good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple because it tastes good, it feels good. Do you know, when I'm angry at someone in church and I'm upset and I'm offended, it feels great to my emotions for someone to come along and say, yeah, I feel that way too, don't you? And I heard Judy does too. And actually, while we're out it, Alex feels that way too. And emotionally, we're having a party. We're sitting around gorging on chocolate going, doesn't this feel great? But what is it doing to us afterwards? The Bible says it's causing division. Jeremiah 23, 16 and 17. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. Verse 17. They say still unto them that despise me, the Lord hath said, you shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walks after the imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. It was a mark of the false prophets that they always told people what was popular and what feels good. You know, when we're speaking to people, we've got to show them the love of God, the goodness of God. We've got to give them whole food, but give them whole food. Don't just give them the sugar. It's not good parenting to give your parents, your kids this stuff. You know, we try really hard in our house to keep any sweet drinks out of Monday to Friday. Our kids drink water, that's it. Occasionally they're like, you know, can we have, we're like, nope, weekends, it's a bit more relaxed, but Monday to Friday, isn't that right, Mitchie? Yeah, and so we try and keep breakfast, no sugary breakfast. Our breakfast Monday to Friday is like wheat bix or cornflakes with fruit, you know, and just keep it, keep, feed people what is good for them, not what they want to hear, because that's what's going to help them. First Kings 22, 13 and 14. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah said unto him, so this is the prophet Micaiah, I think that's how you say it. Behold now the words of the prophets. So these are other false prophets. They declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them and speak that which is good. And Micaiah said, and I love this heart. And this is the heart we need to have. As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak. Because he knows that that's what people need to hear. Our kids need the truth. Our kids need healthy food. People we bring to the Lord need the truth. The goodness and the love of God and the mercy of God and all that stuff. But they've got to hear the severity of God and the fear of God. 
They've got to hear the warnings. The Bible is full of warnings with empowerment to come the right way. We love God, so we follow Him, we obey Him. We got the whole truth is gonna set us free. It's the whole truth that's gonna lead us to healing. You know, we're sick and people wanna complain about it and all we give them is sympathy. All we're doing is making them feel good. Give them a Tim Tam and they're gonna feel good. But if people are sick and we give them the Word of God and we say, Jesus died for your sins and for your sickness, come to Him, throw the ciggy packet out, get rid of that stuff. We're gonna be free. Jesus doesn't have any small plans for anyone in this room. There's no one here, He didn't die for your full victory and your complete freedom in every area. If your marriage is broken, He wants it fixed. If you're lonely and single, He wants you married. If you're sick, He wants you healed. If you're depressed, He wants you free. If you're caught in anxiety, He wants you in peace. If you're um, broke, He wants you prosperous for the kingdom. Wherever you're at, He wants it for you. Every person here. And we're gonna be lovers of truth and not driven by emotional taste. We're not gonna be choosing what feels good and choosing what tastes good. We're gonna choose what is good. We're gonna go to the Bible, go to the whole Word of God. The best foods over here don't even have a nutritional panel. They're just grown. They're foods that have just been grown by God. We need to learn how to look, not at the packaging at the front, because the packaging at the front is deceptive. Turn it over and look at the nutritional panel. What is in this information? The nutritional panel is the Word of God. And this is what I'm gonna end on. The, the nutritional panel is the Word. Is this the Word of God? How much sugar is in this? How much fat is in this? Have a look at what we're listening to. Is it Scripture? Is it what the Bible says? And like I said, the best food over here doesn't have a nutritional panel. This is like reading the Bible in context. You don't have to check if it's the Bible. It is the Bible because you're reading it. Reading the Bible in context, changing our palate so we can get away from emotional sweetness all the time. Unless you just want to end up over here. Let's change our emotional palate and say, I'm going to love the flavours of red split lentils. Okay. I'm going to love the flavour of tuna. You can dress it up. You can cook the veggies with some garlic and some oil, a bit of salt. Okay, it tastes good. But let's live over here and walk in freedom. Amen. So let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your truth today, Lord. It's your truth that sets us free. And Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life. I pray every one of us in this room today would hunger for truth, God. Tell us, correct us, show us, warn us, guide us, encourage us, inspire us, God. But everything you have to say, we wanna hear it. We are your sheep, Jesus, that you would speak to us in any way you need to speak to us. I pray you no longer need to sugarcoat things that are emotional, uh, flavour buds would love it Jesus we just want the truth God we'll drink the liquid iron we'll eat the capsicum and the kale Jesus we want the results that you promised us if we eat your food we want the freedoms God we want to live it out for the glory of the kingdom Jesus for the sake of the gospel and souls God we want to eat good food and be the strong Christians that you called us to be God I pray today that you'd show us ways we can wean off the sugary information, God, that we can wean off the feel-good fixes. Show us, God, where you've spoken things to us and we've spat it out and we've rejected it.
Show us Jesus because we wanna grow. And you know, while we've got every eye closed, every head bowed, there's two things. One, if you wanna make changes today in your life, if you feel like you've been living a sugary diet of information and you want to know truth and you wanna know what God's saying to you and you're ready for that, we wanna pray with you today. So I'm gonna encourage you to come up the front for prayer when the ministry team are up here. But there's another group of people here today and if you don't have an intimate relationship with Jesus, if He's not your Lord and Saviour, if He's not the one who's protecting you, and holding your life in His hands, then we want you to give your life to Him today. Don't wait. Don't wait another day. He's called you here today. And so if you don't know Him today, or you're far from Him today, I'm gonna ask others to close their eyes and bow their heads, but I'm gonna ask you to put your hand up so we can pray with you today. If you don't know Jesus, if you wanna make Him that Lord and Saviour of your life, I see that hand. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, let's give Him a round of applause. They deserve it. God will change your life. I swear you will will never be the same. Best decision you could ever make is that. And so we're gonna close the service there. And if you want prayer, please come up the front. That person who put your hand up, please come up the front and come and speak to our ministry team today. But be encouraged, church. God has so much for you in 2019. He has all the freedoms that you've been hungering and craving for. And let's be whole food eaters. Thank you, Jesus. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.